Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Hey, welcome to the H&H Hour. We are so glad you're here. My name is Heidi and my sister and my co-host, one of my very best friends on the entire planet, Heather, is with me today. Hey, Heather. I am here. Hello. You are. You're still not feeling great. No, we just swapped. We have. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was you a couple of weeks ago and now it's me. Mm-hmm. We truly share everything. We, we do. We really do. The good and the bad. Yep. So, um, okay, Heather, I want to be super vulnerable, vulnerable today. Okay. And talk Let's about it. a couple of things. <laughs> wow. I don't know if the microphones pick that up or not, but our kids are all in the house and there was just a huge crash. But ordinary, there's no crying. Ordinary days, hide. Ordinary days. So, okay. So a couple of things that have really kind of been on my mind, and I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's worth readdressing because one, I think every single person faces this, whether they are male or female and no matter what walk of life they're on. And that is the idea of asking for help. Yes. Um, so this is not a new topic. Okay. So that was a brief intermission. <laughs> That's a brief intermission. <laughs> My we five thought, just fell down the steps. <laughs> we thought no one was hurt, but there were actually tears. Yeah. So studio door opens. Bubby fell down the steps, which I didn't actually name my child Bubby for the record. Right. His name's Wilder. It's just but become, we all call him Bubby. It's become so. Bubby. What did your daughter just say? <laughs> she said, he was trying not to cry. He was holding it all in. And I told him, it's okay, but Bubby, you can let it out. <laughs> Oh, okay. That literally leads right into what we're talking about today. Oh, it does. You're right. It's just being real about how you're feeling and what's up. So actually, before I launch into that, I want to acknowledge the importance of letting people step into the ring with you Mm. when you're needing help. Yep. Um, So you and I have been in a conversation about something I'm walking through with one of my sons. Right. And it's been kind of a, it's been a hard thing to be honest. Yeah. Um, And recently you kind of had this idea and said, Hey, what if, what if I take this over for a little while to see if this helps? Yeah. Um, and because we both home educate our kids, it's a subject that he's really, really struggling in. And it's been a source of a lot of, um, discouragement for him. Yeah. And even for me as his mom and his teacher, um, so you set up the opportunity for him to come and meet with you mm-hmm. twice a week to yeah. work on this specific subject as a new voice, right. as someone he trusts, um, so that he doesn't feel insecure or embarrassed, but just to really hone in on it. Right. And I was actually, right before this, you guys were working on that. And I was sitting there thinking of the importance of being real. Because yeah. I'll be honest, even a year ago, I think I would have turned you down yeah. for that offer. And we're best friends. Yeah. Like yeah. we we do life and we're real with each other. Yeah. But I think Actually, I would have I think been you did like, turn me down. I may have. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But I, I would have probably been like, no, I can handle this. Yeah. Like I, I can do this. Yeah. I think that's what you said. And not in a like, not in a bad way, but like, no, it's okay. I got it. Like, yeah. This is my responsibility. Yes. I've got it. Well, and to be honest, a year ago, I still thought like, no, this is just, we just need to buckle down on this. Mm-hmm. Now a year farther out, I'm like, hmm, I think I do need another voice in yeah. this topic. And so I was just really thinking about God's goodness mm-hmm. to us in lining up the opportunity for us to receive help really before we even know we need it. Yeah. And one, also not letting pride stand in the way yeah. to go, 
well, I'm his mom and I'm his teacher. So therefore I'm going to be the one to do this. Right. But to have the humility to go, actually, yeah, Heather, I do need you in the ring for this one. You know, next year at this time, I probably won't need you in the ring, but right now I do. Right. And I know you've walked through that with something with Jules recently, yep. where you've had to let people come into the ring and fight with you mm-hmm. and link arms with you to go, we are going to conquer this and we are going to get through this. Yep. So I think just for specifically for the mamas, but the parents in general, you know, I mean, there's single dads that listen. If you are up against something, I would say specifically with your children, let people come into your ring with you. Or yourself. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that, I really do feel like that is part of God's design in helping us get through the tough stuff. Yes. And helping us overcome and helping us battle and helping us become conquerors and victors in something that really maybe the enemy is trying to use to discourage us or dissuade us from taking steps forward in that position of to life. keep us from freedom. Yeah. Because really, um, it's almost always rooted in pride. Yeah. Why we don't let people in, why we don't ask for help. And two, isolation is from the devil. Right. There is such a difference between isolation and solitude. Right. Solitude is where you go away, you quiet yourself to to be with God, to hear from God. Isolation is when it's from the devil and it's when you remove yourself from people. Right. So that um, no one around you can help you right. or or um, or or God can't even speak to you because you've just isolated yourself so much in your own wallowing, mm-hmm. in your own sin or your own fear, your own thoughts. And yeah. so isolation is something that we have to be very aware of. Um, I know it's something I can do. When I start to get burnout or when I start to get weary and I haven't rested, um, I find myself being angsty with people yeah. and I go into isolation yeah. when really what I need is solitude. Right. I need to go to my heavenly father and I need to seek his face mm-hmm. and seek his help, um, which then allows me to be able to go back to my people and say, hey, I need your help too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've had to learn. Um, again, back to the pride thing. Like I think we women, especially, um, I can't really necessarily speak for men because I've never been one, but I am married to one. Yeah. And I think, you know, men are such good fixers. Yeah. You know, they're great at hearing about a problem and going, okay, well, practically here are the steps to fix this. But I think a lot of times we women struggle to admit like, man, this is something I'm struggling with. And for me on a personal level, uh, We've I've been very open about my health journey on this podcast for the last few years right. um, with autoimmune disease, but it just is such a weird thing because it ebbs and flows and it's an invisible disease. So Yeah, because you look perfect from the outside. Well, and it's interesting because I had a really good girlfriend at my house yesterday um, and we were meeting with a specific um, topic to discuss. Okay. And so she said, she's like, how are you? And she's, I'm close enough to her that I can be real. Yeah. And I said, honestly, not great. Yeah. And I kind of shared what I was walking through. And I said, but it's hard because from the outside, I look perfectly fine. Yeah. And we had been at an appointment that morning and the the lady said, how are you? You look amazing. And I was like, the reality is I wanted to break down and cry my eyes out mm-hmm. because I felt so awful. And it was such a hard day of autoimmune disease. But on the outside, it looked perfectly yep. fine, yep. you know, and I had done my makeup and put on clothes and right. didn't have a messy bun in because I was really trying to convince myself yeah. that I felt better than I did. Right. Um, and there was been a lot of exter- like external circumstances that have played into this. Right. But 
I think the reality of, for me personally, walking through autoimmune disease is that so often I do have to voice to my people what is really up because it's not obvious on the outside. Right. Um, and so just, you know, even with you or with our mom or my husband, giving people a heads up to say, this is where I'm at today. Yeah. And today I'm not good. You know, like just very practically this last week, the anxious feelings that I have had and the heart palpitations have been so intense that it has felt crippling. Yeah. It has felt like I need to literally clear my schedule. I need to cancel every appointment. I need to not be with people. I need to not do anything because I can hardly cope right. for just me. Right. Um, and that's not a fun feeling right. at all. Right. But then I think on the practical level, it's going, okay, what what can I do to help this? You know, I'm doing all the things I should be doing or can be doing, but what's next? Because if I felt really good for quite a few months and now I don't feel good, so what's next? And the practical step that you and I just talked about is calling my doctor back up and getting an appointment, running more tests, finding out where my levels are. Right. And maybe say no to some things that you yeah. normally would say yes to. Right. So, you know, and it it kind of, for me, it hit a little bit close to home. My husband's away on a hunting trip this yeah. week and he called me the other night and he had met another hunter at the lodge. They'd ended up um, tracking a deer together, which basically just means looking for the deer that has been shot, right. following a blood trail. And they ended up talking for quite a few hours that day. And the man opened up and shared that his wife has the same autoimmune disease that I have in addition to a couple more, which is not uncommon that they would stack on themselves. So she's been diagnosed. She had Hashi. She has Hashimoto thyroiditis. And then she's been diagnosed with two additional ones. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then very recently she was diagnosed with an additional one and it's, it's fatal. Wow. She, it's not something that she will probably survive save for a miracle from Jesus. Um, Do it Lord. Yeah. But the, the really unique thing is that, so here was this stranger in Kip's, you know, hanging out with Kip in the environment he loves, mm-hmm. opening his heart up about his family life, very similar to ours, mm-hmm. three children. Um, they love Jesus. Um, and here are these two guys get to connect on something that they can understand yeah. the season each other's are in. Yeah. Um, obviously his is a, quite a bit more extreme, but at the end of the day, Kip just said, Hey man, you know, we believe in a God that heals. And yeah. he's like, would it be weird for you if I prayed over you and your wife. And he said, the guy just about lost it Mm. and broke down. And he said, I would love that. Mm. And he said, he just like stepped in and grabbed Kip's hand and like just clung to it, Mm. like as if it was his lifeline. Yeah. And um, so they prayed and then Kip's like, it was just crazy because he's like, I feel like the guy wanted to hug me, Mm. you know, but he just didn't let go of my hand. And he goes, it was just this moment of... Mm -hmm like an acknowledgement of like, man, this is so, so rough, Mm. you know? Um, And so it was a little bit for me, I was like, okay, wow, here I'm having such a hard week with my own autoimmune disease. And here's this sweet woman who's been given six months to live. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit of a like, oh goodness, I need to just buck up and I'm fine. Yeah. You know, but then I also felt, honestly, I felt the tenderness of the Lord say, it's okay to not be okay. Yes. It is okay to admit like this week is rough. Yeah. Um, there's a couple sweet girls I follow on Instagram who also have autoimmune and one of them is very well known. She's an author. And, um, if I said her name, everyone would know her. 
she also struggles with it. And I saw that this week she landed in the hospital because of her autoimmune disease. And it just was kind of this like reminder that I do have to be willing to not be okay. Right. To go like, this week I'm not superwoman, you know, this week I can't even pretend to be because I would be lying to all of my people. Right. If I try to pretend and to be something that I'm not. Right. Um, Okay. So I have three thoughts. Okay. Okay. So hopefully I can remember all three of them by the time I get to the third one. But the first one is this, is I think so often we as women, we tried to, to just do it all and push through when usually what needs to happen is we need to stop, stop the presses yeah. and we need to say, it's okay to go take a nap. Right. It's okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to not have everything perfect. And I know you and I are both highly productive people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can go, 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 and we can carry a lot of plates yeah. at once. Um, but sometimes it's best and it's most God honoring mm-hmm. to set those plates down so that God can do the work in us that he wants to do. Absolutely. And so for someone listening, I feel like I feel like there's just some moms listening that need the permission to set something down and to go take a nap. Yeah. Go take a nap every day if you have to, you know, and and not feel guilty about it. And not feel guilty about it. Do it and rest. God has, God has given us rest. He's modeled it for us. And we, we need to make sure that we're not killing ourselves literally. Right. Because we're not caring for ourselves Mm -hmm. because we're too prideful to take care of ourselves because we have to uphold this image that is, um, uh, fear of man, yeah, pleasing man, yeah. looking good for man. So that's the first one. The second one, I told you I was going to forget some of them. Hashtag mom brain. Man, they were good too. Maybe it'll come back to you. You think on that one. Your first point is so valid and so true. My daughter quotes, she she loves Psalm 23 right now. She can mm-hmm. quote it start to finish at three years old. And it's convicting to myself because I'm like, wow, you are a little sponge yeah. taking in God's word, but it's just the sweetest thing I hear. I can hear her in my voice, in my head, her little voice saying, he lets me rest in green meadows. Yes. And that picture, like picture yourself resting in a lush, beautiful green meadow Yeah, and just the peace yeah. that comes. And, um, well, it goes back to the asking because right. I know like when I had littles, I mean, I can go take a nap now in the middle of the day because of the role that God's given me in my life, I stay home with her kids mm-hmm. and they're old enough that I can go take a nap and not worry about it. Right. But I remember the days when my kids were little and I couldn't do that unless right. they were napping also. And so those were the days where I'd have to call my mom or I'd have to call you, mm-hmm. you know, before you had babies mm-hmm. and say like, Hey, I, I'm so tired. I, I need a break. Need, I need a two hour nap Yeah. and, and ask those things. Right. So, okay. So I remembered one of the other ones. Okay, good. Um, I think so many of us look around at all the people around us and think, oh, they've got it all together. Mm-hmm. We look at their outward appearance mm-hmm. and we often, unless we take the time to sit face to face with them and to ask, right. how are you really? What's going on in your life? We can't see what's going on in the inside of them. Right. And I think there are a lot of, because no one would look at you unless they know you and know what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. No one would look at you and ever know that you struggle daily right. with a disease that tries to take all of your energy. Right. Because you're really good at charging forward mm-hmm. and and you keep going. You mm-hmm. keep doing the mom thing and the homeschool thing and the leader thing and the ministry thing and the podcast thing and all the things. And so no one would know from looking at the outside. But I think we have to start looking 
past the outside right. and start asking the questions yeah. and saying, how are you? Yeah. What's going on in your life right now that feels like it's going to take you out? Yeah. And even asking questions like, do you have any feelings or emotions right now that are making you feel like you can't cope? Um, you know, cause it's, those aren't fun to admit, but they're, I think they're so important to really break through the yeah. surface and to get to the root. And even with our spouses, you know, I had to, I had to sort of open up to my husband a few weeks ago and he had been in a season of crazy travel where he was gone more than he was home. And it had started to take a toll on our family in, in, this is going to sound kind of silly, but like in the upkeep of our home. Sure. You know, and like all of a sudden I felt like everything was falling apart around us. And yeah. I was like, this is, this is actually really putting a lot of stress on me. Sure. Cause I feel like we're, we're just going deeper and deeper, deeper into all of these repairs that yeah. need to be done. And I had to be really honest with him. Not in a, I was not, I was very careful not to do it in a condemning way. Like sure. it's your fault. Cause it, it's not, he was, right working very hard to provide for our family, but to say like, this is adding a lot of stress to me. And the cool thing was, is that he heard me and we made a game plan, hmm. you know, and it was, it was cute yesterday. We accomplished one of those things and he's like, we're getting there. I love it. We're getting there. We're making progress. And like, we are, we're making progress. Yeah. Well, and for him to acknowledge that that was a stressor in your life and to help alleviate it. Yeah. But it took you being honest and open about it, Yeah, you know, to go, this is, this is this how is I'm feeling. Much. Yeah. This is too much. Yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm breaking under this. And there would have been seasons of my life where I just would have sucked it up. Yeah. When I think it, in addition to that, where you say like, you can look at people and think they've got it all together. I think you can also on the flip side, look at people like I was thinking of this woman who's now been given a few months to live mm-hmm. and thinking, oh my goodness, their, their situation is so much more difficult than ours. Mm-hmm. So therefore I need to buck it up and I need to be fine. And right. I need to just be thankful that I don't have a terminal diagnosis and I need to be thankful that right. I do have a few good days a month and I need to be thankful that, you know, more often than not, I can cope. Yeah. But then I'm just like, okay, but that would be just because someone else's cards maybe are more difficult than mine doesn't mean mine aren't something that need dealt with. Yeah. You it know? doesn't invalidate what you're going through. Right. So, yeah. um, but I've got this book that I love and it's, um, strategies to know how to pray. Mm. And it's based on God's word. I love to be able to take a verse and to make it personal, mm-hmm. whether it's for myself or my kids, or maybe I'm praying for my friend's marriage and yeah, pray a prayer mm-hmm. that's based out of God's word. Yeah. Because God's word is living and active. Yes. And that means that it is going to be activated. When we say it out loud, we speak it and we proclaim it. It's going to be activated to what the situation is today. It's not just old words written for thousands of years ago. It's living and active today. Yes. And I love that thought, that activation. When we proclaim it out, it activates for whatever it is that we're going through or praying over right now. Well, and that's part of the prophetic. And and I think the prophetic is something we should talk about soon, Heather, and we will. But prophecy is proclaiming the truth and the goodness of God. Yes. And receiving it. Um, but he reminded me of this prayer that I've been praying over myself. Um, and it's it's based out of Mark eleven twenty four. But so this is what I've been saying. I have asked for healing. So I believe I have received it and the healing is now mine. Mm. And what that verse actually says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Mm. And just that idea that for me in my life, 
healing has been such a process yeah, and such a journey. And it's taken a lot of research. It's taken a lot of uh, steps in me having to just push forward and find the right medical help, find the right input, find the right supplements and all of the things. Yeah, um, It's not been easy. It's right. been very difficult. But on the faith side of it, believing that the Lord is allowing me to be healed yeah, and that it's been this process. And That's so right. claiming that, you know, going, this is a promise in your word, God, and recalling it to him right. to go, you have made this promise and you have said, if That's I right. ask, I can claim it. That's right. I'm claiming this. Yes. And that is actually reminds me of my third thing. Okay. I told you I would remember them. The cloud. I, I think that this, you are such a great example of this because you have never stopped trusting God, hmm. not once. Even though you've had highs and lows. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had times where you're like, I, I think my healing is here. Right. I feel amazing. And then yeah. you've crashed into some pretty dark, yeah. deep lows, um, both with your health and even with your mental status of yeah. going like, I don't, this is hard. Right. You know, and so you've had these, these ups and downs, these ups and downs, but never once have you ever stopped trusting God. Mm-hmm. Never once have you, have I ever heard you say, and we've talked about this, we talk about this weekly mm-hmm. on some level. Have I ever heard you say, I just don't think God can do it? Mm. Or why has God allowed me to go through this? Yeah. You've never done that. And I, that's what he asks of us. Yeah. You know, and I think there are two camps. There's either they, the we trust God mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. No matter what's going on in our life, no matter what our circumstances are saying about us, we trust God. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of that verse. I think it's in Joshua. Uh, might be in Deuteronomy, but it's all. In that that part of the Bible where the Israelites are in the in the wilderness and going into the promised land, and he says, um, "God, we trust you, but even if you don't, yeah, you're still good." And then there's the other camp that just says, "Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you letting this happen to me?" questioning God, saying, I don't understand. And it doesn't, trusting God doesn't mean we always understand. Yeah, it often means, we don't. <laughs> it means that we're able to say, God, no matter what, I trust you. Right. And the other camp is going, I just don't know if I am, want to even talk to him right now mm-hmm. because I just think that he's done this to me or he's allowed this or he's, he's not stepping in to fix it. Mm-hmm. And so there's these two camps. And I just think that it's really important that we ask ourselves where we're at in those, in those difficult situations, especially like, do I trust God no matter what? Absolutely. I I think that's so important. And I agree with you so fully. Um, For me personally, I think that God's goodness over my life has been such an extraordinary theme that we have faced some really hard things. We have faced some very trying things. You know, I think of the last 16 years of my life and I think, wow, the amount of things that the Lord has allowed me to walk through and to be a victor in is extraordinary. And to me, that makes me go, my heavenly father is so good to me. He is constantly providing and his favor is upon me and he is my strength and he is my shield. Um, it's Psalms 512. It says, For you, O God, bless the godly. You surround them with your shield of love. Mm. And so I just, for me, I say like, thank you, Lord, that your favor has literally made a circle around me and allowed me to sometimes thrive yeah, and sometimes just barely survive. yeah. But 
to make it through, yeah. to make it to the other side. Yeah. Um, it's really good. But it's also not been on my own. Like it's, I was just telling you, like mm-hmm. my husband has been really good about helping with the things he can help with on a personal level. Like he knows how important sleep is for me. Right. That um, with autoimmune, our bodies don't self-heal very well. Right. So like if I were to go and work out, my muscles don't self-heal very well right. and my cells don't rejuvenate very well. Right. And, or, and they do that best when you're sleeping. When you're sleeping. Yeah. And so if you have a lack of sleep, yeah. you're just getting further and further and further behind. Yeah. So he's really good about knowing that if our kiddos wake up extra early, yeah. he gets up with them yeah. and he starts the day with them and yeah. he lets me sleep until the time I normally get up. Right. And so those simple things of just looking around and going, God has been so good to me. God has set up the things ahead of time before I even knew I needed it. Right. A husband that is willing to get up early and to realize like, I might not look sick, but this is an invisible battle of health that we're fighting. Right. So um, just letting people, letting people enter your ring. I think it's so important. Yeah. That's so good. So I just want to encourage you and tell you that I think your faith is so strong and I'm, um, I'm encouraged by it Hmm. and challenged by it. I was thinking um, about this story that the kids and I read the other day, and it's about this man named Polycarp, and he's an extremely um, well-known historical figure, but he lived about uh, 60 to 100 years, I don't know exactly, um, after Jesus Hmm. lived on earth. And it's, it's said historically that he probably met John, um, the apostle John, wow, which would have been so cool. And I kept thinking like how amazing would it have been? Cause really the persecution of the Christians, uh, did not start until 60 to hundred years after Jesus had been on earth. And so he lived in that time and he was actually a slave boy. Mm-hmm. And the story that we read was talking about what his mother had put into him about being bold and not being fearful because he was getting ready to be sold to another master. And, um, by God's grace, the master that bought him was a woman and she took him in and raised him in her own home, taught him to read and write and taught him about Jesus. And he became a huge, um, spreader of the gospel wow. uh, in like the 60 to 100 AD. So, but this, then the persecution began and Christians were being killed. And because he was spreading the gospel and he was leading this, he was hunted for. Yeah. And all his, some of his followers and they, they wanted to help him go hide. And he said, no, whatever, like whatever comes, comes. Yeah. And so the, the soldiers came and got him and he stood trial and they were going to, um, he, he was found guilty and his punishment was to be burned at the stake. Wow. And so the soldiers took him at, by this point, he's an 80 year old man. So the soldiers take him to the stake and they start to bind him to the stake, tie him there. And he said, you don't, there's no need to do that. Mm. I, I will stay here mm. and receive what I, cause they were like, renounce, you know, renounce Jesus, yeah. renounce God. And he was like, no, I will stay here and take mm-hmm. what you say I deserve because I know that what I am doing is for the glory of my heavenly father. Yeah. And then it said he immediately switched from talking to the people that were being, getting ready to set him on fire and he started talking to his heavenly father. Wow. So he stood there at mm-hmm. the stake being burned alive, talking to his heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, how often do we try to run out of the fire? Right. We try to escape whatever it is that we're walking through. Yeah. And his faith mm-hmm. to stand there yep. and say that my God will supply my every need. Right. My God will see me through this, mm-hmm. even if I lose my life. You know, yeah. I'm sure he was probably um, 
hearing words that had been passed down from uh, Paul and Paul saying, you know, like even to die is gain. To die is gain. <laughs> like, you know, and so I'm sure he had all those things running through his head, but what faith it takes mm-hmm. to be able to stay in the fire, mm-hmm. to know that your God will rescue you. It might not look the way you think it w- will look, right. but he will rescue you. Yeah. You know, and then moments later, he's in heaven with Jesus. Yeah. And just to, I think for him, that story of one, not even being able to fathom uh, that type of persecution, you know, mm-hmm. and that boldness to go, no, this is what I've been called to. Like this, I knew this was coming. <laughs> you know, they warned me, whether right. it was Mark or Paul, whomever, right. they warned me that this is what would happen. Yeah. And he'd probably seen it happen to people before him. Um, right. But also Jesus said that, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to be with him in glory, we have to be willing to walk through suffering, right. suffer the way he's just suffered. like he suffered. Yeah. And so he probably had those words as well. Yeah. Um, and, and I think whether we're 60 or a hundred AD or we're now 2000 plus years AD, right. The truth is the same. Yeah. Suffering is the same. And the goodness of the heavenly father is the same for us. Yes. And we can claim it and we can believe it. And, you know, for me, I don't know if I will see healing, full healing on this side of eternity. Right. But I know that I will in heaven. That's in, right. In my eternal home. That's so, right. And I think for us not to ever stop asking for it. Never. Never stop asking for it. You know, there's, I've been thinking lately about, I've had a few minor things, nothing major, but just some arthritis, some tendonitis, some mm-hmm. things that have caused me, so a problem in my foot that's caused some pain in my legs. And I, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. I'm falling apart. And I had that thought one day, this is just the way I'm going to feel from now on out. Mm. And then I, it was like the Holy Spirit just said, so you don't think that you can be healed? Oh man, you he's think so you, convicting. You think you have to live this way the rest of your life? And I was like, no, I don't. Because I have access to the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that could heal tendonitis in my elbow and you know arthritis in my joints, that he could take it away. He could Come heal on. me. And we need to live that way. We need to live asking God, for healing. Yeah. And start believing that we have access to that kind of power because yeah. we do. Yeah. Well, and it's uh again, God's promises, Psalms 91:10. It says no evil will come upon you. Yes. No plague or disease can come near your dwelling place. Yes. And the spirit's dwelling place is your body. That's right. And so whether, you know, we we might think like, oh, that means our physical home, but I think that means our bodies as well. Yes. Like the spirit of God is within us. Yes. And because of that, the enemy of God hates us. That's right. He hates the dwelling place of God, which is you and me. That's right. And so I think just to go, uh, Jesus, this is your dwelling place. And if you choose to heal it, by all means, I will testify and give glory to you. And if you choose that I suffer in it, then that's okay too. And but I we think, keep taking it before his throne. Yes, we do. And I think that sometimes people would say, well, then why do you get sick? Why do people die of cancer? Why do people endure these you know, these hard things that happen in life yeah. health wise. Well, I, I, I think that it's such a deeper meaning in that passage mm-hmm. than just our physical health. Absolutely. Do I believe that God can heal our physical bodies yeah. and heal all of our wounds? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. The blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross, you know, made a way for us to have healing, right? Both physically and spiritually. But what I think that passage is really referring to is 
nothing can take our spirit. That's right. Nothing can come against the spirit of God that lives in us. Nothing, nothing can. No. Unless we allow it to. That's right. And so that's where it comes back to that faith. Like, are we going to say, no, I will not stand in that misery. I will not sit in that that muck. I will not wallow there Mm -hmm. because the spirit of God, nothing can come against the spirit of God in me. And if you find yourself doing that, if you find yourself in a desperate place, in a desperate place where you feel overcome by that, you've got to go back to the place of going, but God, nothing can come against the spirit. That's right. And so that's what I'm going to stand in. That's what I'm going to walk in. Yeah. God's word says that in this life, in this world, we will have trials. He says, but take heart. Right. I have overcome the yeah. world. Yeah. And that's that was the point of him going to the cross. Yeah was not that he would make this great historic story for us to all know through all of time. It was to overcome sin and death and oppression and all of the things that separate us from God yeah. to make a way. And and that really, this life is so temporary. Right. You know, we have no idea how many years or days we hold, but he does. Yes. And he knows exactly what he needs us to accomplish in those days. Yes. And so I think that's got to be our ask of him is give me the ability to see what you need me to accomplish today. Right. And don't worry about what tomorrow holds. Yep. Because tomorrow has enough worries for its own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just go, Jesus, what what about today? Yeah. And if today looks like you're mentoring your neighbor, great. If today looks like you're taking a nap and letting the spirit of God heal you from the inside out, that's great too. Yeah. So ask for help. Go get help. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Set your pride down. Do it. And if you don't know where to start, DM us. Yeah. Send us a message, the H Hour at gmail.com. I can't promise we will show up at your house. We, we might will, not be able to. We will give you some great ideas about how we've found help in the past when, or recent <laughs> when we have needed it. And sometimes that's the point. Sometimes mm-hmm. trying to get well is overwhelming. Yeah. And you don't even know where to start. You just need someone to give you an idea. Yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, message us. We would love to help if we can and point you in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I hope that this week you find some rest. Thank you. That's supernatural. Yeah. That comes only from God. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We're so happy that you do. You can find us on Instagram at the h and Hour, or you can reach out to us at Gmail um, at hnhour at gmail.com. And we will chat with you next time. 